0: Hello everyone, welcome to the next episode of Keeping Up with Mrs. Kelly, the grand finale for this season. Today, Ms. Barbara Bergstrom, founder of IES, talks to Mrs. Kelly about her vision of something new in education in Sweden, and how that vision has become a reality 27 years later.
1: Hello, I.S. Lena. Welcome to another episode of Keeping Up with Mrs. Kelly. I'm Mrs. Kelly, and I'm actually really nervous today because I'm calling someone who's not only very far away, but is also one of my role models. She's semi-famous, and she is, in in very short words, a big deal. I am going to be talking to the founder of I.S., Miss Barbara Bystrom and I'm really nervous because she is such an inspiration to me and to so many people she's changed so many lives but we're going to talk to her today because there's no one who exemplifies starting something new than this woman who has started this amazing school organization from literally nothing. So let's give her a call and hopefully get some great advice about how to start something new. Hello, Miss
0: Bergstrom. Well, good morning, I should say, Miss Julie Kelly, but perhaps I could call you by your first name after all these years.
1: Yes, I suppose we're on that first name basis, finally. Uh, It's great to talk to you, and I have just been saying that I'm quite nervous. Usually I'm not nervous to talk to you, because we speak quite frequently.
0: Well, we speak quite frequently, and we have a basic understanding as to who we are and what we're doing with our lives. I think uh, there's a, there are so many common denominators, Julie, that they, it, it's really heartwarming sometimes when I speak to you and I see what you're doing, the great things that you're doing with your students. It's very, very lovely and encouraging.
1: Thank you. But it's not about me today. It's all about you because you have such a wonderful story about how you took an idea that was basically unfathomable here in Sweden something that was so foreign and something that was really not happening in the Swedish school system and you took this idea and made it into a reality and now 27 years later
0: almost 28 yeah I mean so a a number of years have passed and uh, I think through those years we have proven that we are on the right track, Mm. and we must continue to be on the right track. But, uh, I mean, before starting uh, our school organization, I had been a teacher for 15 years, so there there has been uh, a considerable background uh, when it comes to how teaching should be done, and... uh, issues about leadership, etc.
1: Yeah, and that's kind of how you got started, was seeing that the school systems here lacked something that you thought was imperative to education.
0: Well, I think that, I hope that you and the majority of our listeners have actually been having a look at our book, which is called Tough Love. And in it, we're describing what could be considered a rocky road, and it's not ending. Uh, There are certainly things that we have to fight and fight against political picture is not most beneficial one for our organization. But we do stand our ground. And this is why I keep emphasizing that the major part of, of what we do is contingent on finding the right leaders. And with that, uh, you know, I'm so happy that you're with us.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Thank you again for your kind words. Um, and what you said about having some obstacles in who we are as an organization and having people trying to change things or change us or stop IES from, from functioning in the way that we do. This You've said this so many times, this isn't your first rodeo, coming straight from what you always say. But I know that you you had a lot of resistance when you were starting IES, that it wasn't smooth sailing for you, that you had to do a lot of things that would have made other people quit. Can you describe some of the challenges that you faced when you were trying to start the very first IES school?
0: I think the challenges continue but uh, primarily uh, when you see what goes wrong in the schools where there is chaos and the students are dismayed and Students are being bullied and students and they don't want to come to school because of the fear element that strikes as soon as they approach the schools. That, I think, is a horrendous situation for so many youngsters. And when you see that and you have this strong sentiment, this is something to work against. I, I have seen that so many times. And for us, I used to initially and I still do use the word discipline, Mm -hmm. which was something that nobody would really pronounce in Sweden. Slowly, they're getting around to to saying that you have to have some order in the classroom and some order in the school, etc. But the use of the word discipline was something that that, uh, was absolutely an, an outrageous thing to say. But I still feel that you have to have discipline because otherwise we know that chaos takes over and that our students would not feel safe because you would have gang buildings and you would have all, all sorts of uh, things that students would feel, uh, this is not the place I want to be. at. And when you have the word discipline and you have dress codes and you have the rules, as we have described in the book, then you feel that it is working. But primarily, you'll find the right teachers and mm-hmm. later you find the right principals who are pulling the school in the right direction. With a sense of humor, but with a real sense of can-do and determination to do the right thing for the students. That's mm-hmm. what it's all about. And uh, no matter who says what, we know that after 28 years, our rate of success is phenomenal. And that is due to our students feeling that they can achieve something. And uh, it's not just about to learn to command the English language in a safe and orderly environment, but it's the learning in a safe and orderly environment. Mm. And we, of course, know that if you provide that, then teachers can teach, and our students will learn. And Mm -hmm. you do have high expectations for each and every single student. It is a wonderful thing to observe after all these years uh, when you go somewhere. And I'm sure you have uh, experienced that yourself, Julie, that somebody comes up to you and says, thank you. And you will have more and more of that as the years go by, Mm -hmm. and so will your teachers. It is really one of the most rewarding experiences when you have saved the life of somebody, just one person. Mm. And what we're doing is we have saved the lives of thousands. We have changed the trajectory of the swedish education in such a way that it's sometimes phenomenal it's almost you know incredible to understand that what we have believed in from the beginning is now slowly slowly and most reluctantly becoming the norm. Mm. And uh, never mind about the word discipline, they can circumscribe it in a variety of ways, but we in our organization use that word. We want discipline. We want discipline so that our students feel that they are safe and that gives a prerequisite for the learning process to take off and the future of each and every single one of our now 28,000 students. And think about it, as the years have passed, How many students have gone through our education Mm. process? And uh, I think uh, when you consider that, then you know that we're making and have made a contribution that's beyond belief. So uh, whether it is order or whether it's discipline or whether it's giving grades or there there are so many different aspects of what we have done with the understanding of human psychology, with a recognition that Every student needs to have that little pat on the back. Every student needs to be recognized by name and greeted and know that he or she exists and uh, been given a comment of, yeah, you did the right thing. You just aced that test. I'm so proud of you. Mm-hmm. This is what you do, Julie, as you're walking down the corridors. You're not uh, burying yourself behind your desk and nobody knows who you are people in your school know who you are and what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And uh, the students know that they're being recognized for their enormous potential. And when that takes place, there's no limit to what can be achieved.
1: No, exactly. And this is why why I actually accepted this job. I don't know if you remember this, but several years ago, I was going to move back to the United States and I hadn't told you yet. And there were talks about me becoming principal of a, a different school that was opening, and it was several years ago. And I, I said no because in my mind I already knew that we were we were moving back to the states, and that decision had already been been finalized in our minds, in my my family's mind. But I said that I didn't want to take the job because I was afraid that I wouldn't be able to make a difference, that I wouldn't be able to do what I'm good at, which is recognizing people and showing them that they're valued and being involved and, and being the one who's actually making a difference, not the the one who's sitting behind the scenes coordinating everything, but the one who's actually making a difference where someone would say, it's because of you, Mrs. Kelly. And I and I said that this is why I didn't want the job. And I remember that the the person that I spoke to at the time said to me, you decide how you run your school. And if you want to be that person who's visible and involved with the students and with the staff and with the parents, you can lead in that way. And I remember thinking about you and I thought, you were not the person that was sitting behind your desk. You were not the one who was behind closed doors. You were the one picking up the trash on the floor in the hallways. You were the one talking to the students in the hallways. You were eating lunch with them. You were the one who was inspiring the students and the teachers to do the right thing. And I thought, if this is something that you can do, I can also aspire to do this in my school. And this is the only reason that I accepted this job here was because of you. Because you showed me that it's possible to be a person who is leading the school but also is involved with the school. And I remember last... It was in the spring I went to pick up Nolan, my four-year-old, from his preschool. He goes to a really nice preschool, All Preschool, just down the road. And when I picked him up, he was talking to me about like a a bracelet that I had on my wrist. And he noticed that it was new. And he said, oh, where I like your bracelet, Mommy. Where did you get it? And I told him, oh, one of my students made it for me. And I remember his teacher, her mouth dropped open a little bit and she said, Men du med Barn and I said, Yeah, like I'm I work at Angus school, and she said, oh, men du I said, Yes. She said again, Men Yobarum Barn and she couldn't understand that <laughs> that I would have any sort of connection to the kids and I had to explain that like, this is how I work, this is how our school works and she said, Oh, our our principal doesn't doesn't work with the kids. She's not even here. And I thought, well, this is a really silly... <laughs> Why would you want to do that job then? I don't understand. I want to have a, a 10-year-old make me a, a bracelet. I want to play football with the students during lunchtime. I want to talk to parents in Ica and know who they are.
0: Yeah. And I think also the, the one of the key ingredients for success is just what you have described it is your school it is the way that you run your school with the responsibility that you have for the students you're there for them and your interaction with enthusiasm and uh, I'm quite sure that everybody in your school knows who you are there is yes. no question they, about that they do. yes and and uh, the way you interact with them the way that you care um, that promotes learning in the sense that uh, very few people seem to understand on the political side. Mm. And uh, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I'm getting back to that all the time. But uh, the, the fact remains that you as a principal of your school, the people from headquarters don't need to interfere. People from headquarters don't need to tell you what to do because you are the expert with the staff and their students you know how to run your school and your organization. And always under all circumstances, you put the well being of your students first. Mm. And that's the key to success. And you know, the the simple psychology, we know that even as adults to be recognized for what we do and who we are. that is an essential part of our being.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yes, if you feel valued, you will you will be able to achieve so much more and contribute so much more.
0: When you left, I I was really upset. And I vowed that uh, I would do my utmost to get you to come back. <laughs> And when you finally decided to do that i said yeah
1: (laughs) yes i remember that you kept contacting me about different options and even when it was we had only been there for a few months i said barbara i just moved here i can't come back already i wouldn't let go no,
0: because i've seen you in action i have seen your dedication and i know the difference that you can make Mm. i can see here in, in our small town up here in western New York. Um, their people aren't um, out among the kids. Uh, you know, they really do close the door to their offices. They have meetings after meetings after meetings, and I ask myself, oh, what? Mm-hmm. Shouldn't you care about what actually is going on? Shouldn't you look around and, well, you know, I have this thing about uh, clean toilets and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, Uh, There are so many small things that you can do in order to enhance the learning process, Mm. but everything has to be pointed back in the direction of the welfare of the students and their success that you can measure. Mm. You can measure the success. And the way that uh, Hans has been writing, not just uh, through the years, but also acting in, in, uh, uh, in a way towards the politicians and defending us, I feel that you know we have the best defense lawyer that anybody could ever have. <laughs> so, and, and that makes a difference. And you, too, you have to have a shoulder to cry on. Mm. You have to have the feeling that uh, there's somebody there who understands it. Your situation. Mm. And if you make a mistake, which you have made and will make, well, then you d- try your utmost not to repeat that. Mm. But... Uh, You learn from your mistakes, as everybody says. But as a leader, you, when you walk down the corridor, you smile. Mm -hmm. You recognize those students. You know who they are. You Mm -hmm. know their ups and downs. And you make absolutely certain that your staff calls home. And there's the connection there, too, Mm -hmm. from teacher to the parents.
1: Exactly, because the parents are such an important part of this entire process that we can do all we want at school but if there's not that connection with the home it's just not it's not the same effect there's not that consistency
0: no and parents have to learn to trust you Mm. and they do so uh, when they receive messages of positive nature not just that the school calls and says this and that has happened it's an awful thing but it has occurred no you give them positive messages several times and then parents will also feel encouraged to send uh, that which is most precious in their lives, their kids, mm. to us. I mean, you look at the numbers now, and I think uh, when Hans and I left, uh, the number of students in line were roughly over, well, somewhere over 200,000 Students standing in line trying to get in. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's an indicator of some kind. Exactly. Even though you know, you can say that many of these uh, people who have their students uh, or their children registered have also registered for several schools. If it's only fifty thousand or twenty five thousand, it's still an impressive number. Mm-hmm. And uh, th- that once again underscores the fact that what we're doing, paying attention to each individual. That's the right thing to do and Mm. having high expectations Mm. and being unafraid to say, now, look, you're coming to my office. We're going to have a little chat. Mm. I'm sure you've done that a few times.
1: I may have done that once or twice. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. But I also, like you said, try to make sure that it's not just about those, those negative things or the things that they're doing wrong. I had a parent call me last year and he was really upset his year four daughter had never been called to the principal's office before and like she how what was I thinking like she's a very well-behaved person and why should she have to talk to the principal and I said I've told everyone this but I'll say it again like I'm not a normal principal I am going to talk to your child if she's doing the wrong thing but also if she's doing the right thing or even if she's doing nothing at all I might just go up to her and ask her about what she's listening to before school. I might ask her about her weekend when we're sitting in the lunchroom. The conversation is not just about me taking disciplinary actions. It's about getting to know the students at the school and building those relationships with the students, building relationships with the parents so that we have this feeling that we're all in this together, that it's we're working as, as a big family.
0: Yes. And that is a very important aspect. Uh, the family feeling and the fact that you care so deeply for every single child mm-hmm. that's in your care. And uh, there, Julie, you are an exceptional person. I mean, uh, the, you're so vibrant and enthusiastic and, and uh, so deeply caring. Um, It's very touching to observe, and I'm so, so grateful.
1: Well, thank you, and this is what I hope to be able to use to change as many lives as I can. I know we've only been running for just over two years, but it's so moving for me to see when we have made a difference in someone's life, whether it's someone who's come out from from year nine and they've completely changed the direction of their life, whether it's a kid who's really struggled for years fitting in, and now has friends and feels safe in school, a kid that academically didn't make any progress, and then when they've come here, we've been able, with our amazing team of teachers, to pinpoint, this is what is needed for support, and all of a sudden, there's success. Like These are the things that I want to keep being able to bring to the school and to the community.
0: I think that's uh, quite extraordinary to be able to do that. And I-, I have told you this and our other principals as well, that my major worry is always that uh, when Hans and I decide to ride off into the horizon, then uh, or into the sunset or oh. whatever, <laughs> th- then we must make sure that w- who we are is maintained, hmm. that our culture, our routines are followed by everybody every single day forming this culture that must be maintained without Mm -hmm. you know without uh, distractions without saying okay we'll compromise here and we'll compromise there no 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 compromise Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. once you start compromising julie what have you got left it is a fact that we must stand our ground and you as the leader you show every single Um, parent every single member of staff that this is who we do it. This is how we do it. Mm. And the routines are followed by everyone. We have our culture, and this is something that must be maintained. Mm. And finding you and seeing what you're doing, ah,
1: what a relief. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you. Again, for so many kind words. And it's, it's all because you had this vision almost 28 years ago, of we can do things in a different way. We can change people's lives in a positive way by doing things that are seemingly so simple, having expectations for students behaviorally and academically, building relationships with them. It's It's very simple. They're very simple concepts, but they have such an amazing impact. And for you to be able to kind of take a step back. I know it's hard for you to take a step back because you're very, very involved even when you're thousands of miles away. But for you to be able to take a step back and see, wow, the magnitude, as you said, how many students we have right now, what was it? 28,000 enrolled in our schools right now. That is today, but you have been doing this for almost three decades. And how many tens of thousands of students have been changed because of your vision? That's amazing.
0: Yes, but you see, uh, Julie, there's also a joy the feeling of uh, uh, that there is a meaning behind what we do. And when the school functions well every day and the teachers perform uh, their profession, there is a joy that when you come to school, wow, you mm-hmm. know, uh, this is my school. This is something that I can feel a tremendous amount of pride in. And uh, so, uh, yeah, we mustn't forget that aspect
1: either. No, exactly. But I really want to end our conversation by thanking you once again for oh, for the vision and for being, being somebody that we can all aspire to be. I know that you are a very strong and unique person, and there can only be one of you, but I think you possess some really really integral qualities that we all should aspire to to possess ourselves this like <laughs> Julie, seeing people, I'm not, valuing people i'm, I'm
0: looking people. out the window here hans has pointed out the uh, that there are approximately what 20 25 turkeys coming up our driveway
1: <laughs> <laughs> every time every time i call you when you're in new york there's some random animal that you're like oh hans has just found this <laughs> I feel like i But I haven't seen that. We have now been inv- invaded by a bunch of turkeys,
0: and before.
1: <laughs> Hopefully, friendly turkeys.
0: <laughs> but anyway, I, I do appreciate the call, and I do appreciate having our conversation. You're a tremendous lady, Thank and, you. you know, yes, I love you a lot.
1: I love you too. Thank you so much, and keep inspiring all of us, please.
0: <laughs> I'm sending you a long distance hug and Hans says the same. So here we are in Western New York, sending you our love.
1: Big love back from all of us here at IS Lena. Thank you so much, Barbara. Bye. Bye.
0: Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, leave a comment and share the show. And don't be afraid to try something new.